Welcome back to you. This is the place for everything breakup healing, decentering your ex, and recentering yourself. I'm Evelyn Christine, and let's start getting back to you. This is the fifth time I've had to start recording because, of course, the cats are sleeping. And then as soon as I pull my mic out, then it's time to play. Then it's time to be little noisy shit disturbers, hey? All right. (laughs) Happy Sunday, you guys. Let's see how far we can get this time around. I hope you all had an amazing week. I'm feeling like personally, I'm definitely on a bit of an upswing. It's funny with this kind of mindset work, you get present to it. You get into your possibilities in the future you're living into. You get empowered, you get into action, then you slip and you forget about it, but then you get back into it, but then you slip and then you get back into it. And it's, whew, life is just really this ongoing cycle. Hey, and it can be really frustrating, but it's also kind of beautiful sometimes. And right now more than ever, I'm so present to how important it is to have people in your life who can coach you through. Like I would not be even close to where I am now without my coaches. We are not good consultants for ourselves. And it's so important to have people who will tell you like it is and set you straight. And I'm just so grateful for that in my life. And I hope you all have that kind of support as well. And before we get into the main theme of today's episode, I want to remind you guys of the Valentine's Day self-love experience happening in about a week and a half. Valentine's Day does not need to be just for couples, you guys. You can reclaim this day and celebrate being single. Come hang out with us over Zoom from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Bring your favorite wine, your favorite takeout meal. We'll be playing games, getting to know each other, and transforming your mindset around being single. Plus, there will be door prizes like two vibrators from our sponsor, Blessed Boutique, hoodies from Bolt Active, a copy of my personally designed self-care guided journal, a free month in the self-love community breakup group, discounts on one-on-one coaching, and everyone who shows up will get a 30% off discount code to the entire Blessed Boutique store. Tickets are linked in the footnotes of this page. They're selling out. There's limited seats, so be sure to grab yours. Okay, so today, I want to get into how do you know when you're ready to date? I myself have been dating again, and I think this is a really important thing to talk about. It's also a big question I get from you guys. Y'all have been through some tough experiences and want to know how you can safely start dating with all of that past in mind, plus how to just know when you're ready, period. And maybe you have it that you're never going to date again after what you went through, which let's start with getting that objection out of the way first. First of all, I get where you're at. I really do. You gave someone your heart. You had something deep and intimate and precious, and now it just doesn't exist anymore. I'm never doing that again. I'm never letting anyone ever have that kind of power over me, that kind of access to me or the ability to break my heart. Nope, not me. Not going to be me. And I get it. I've been there. Pumpkin's been there too, apparently. (laughs) It's vulnerable and it's scary and it feels like you're left with nothing after you've just given someone everything. But relationships aren't meant to last forever, period. Even if you get married and grow old together, one of you is going to die first. Relationships are about enjoying them while they last, enjoying them while they are there right in front of you. And the cynical way of thinking, why should I get involved with someone? I'm just going to get hurt. You could apply that to anything in life. Why should I clean my apartment? It's just going to get messy again. Why should I gas up my car? It's just going to run out again. Why should I get a job and make money? I'm just going to spend it. Why should I buy new clothes? I'm just going to get sick of them eventually and have to buy new clothes. Why should I eat? I'm just going to shit it out and have to eat again later. 
Why should I go to the gym? I'm just going to have to go again tomorrow. Why should I have a pet? It's just going to eventually die. And you know, you're justified to think all those things. But what kind of life is that? I mean, sure, you do need food and money to survive. So maybe those are a bit extreme. But what kind of life is it to not do something just because it might not be permanent? Love is the currency of this life, you guys. I truly believe that. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather feel it for a moment than never feel it at all. I would much rather feel pain and heartbreak than never know true love. And four failed relationships are not going to turn me off to creating new relationships in my future. It's going to take a heck of a lot more heartbreak for me to finally give up. Come here, mama. You can give us some of your dating expertise. What else? And so if somebody doesn't want to date anymore because they got heartbroken, what what do you say to that? Oh. What about like, what's the point of even eating treats? Because then there's going to be no more treats. Should you just enjoy the treats while they last? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my angel pie. I love you, but you're not really a great podcast guest. See, look, you're getting your tail over the mic. Look at that. Yeah, you can, we can't have that. So I love you, and I'm going to put you in your little basket so you can just have a little nap, and then we'll cuddle it later, okay? What was I talking about? All right, yes. I shouldn't even say failed relationships because what failed? Sure, we failed at getting married and spending our lives together, but we didn't fail to create something meaningful and special. And ultimately, that's what I want from relationships. And that's what I got. Are you really going to punish yourself for the rest of your life just because it didn't work out with a few people? Come on, folks, wake up. This is your life. Love and heartbreak are alive. Feeling those things means you're alive. Stop sheltering yourself. You deserve better than that. And when I say this, I'm speaking to your highest self, to who I know you can be. And I know I don't know you, but I know you're better than this. All right. Now that we got that little pep talk out of the way, (laughs) let's talk about the things you should look at to know if you're ready to date. First of all, you need to look at your intentions with dating. Are you just lonely and looking for basic companionship? Are you just so upset about your ex that you just want to replace them and fill that void? Do you feel like you need someone to make you happy, like you can't make yourself happy? And the thing is, your brain likely isn't going to flat out tell you these things, right? There's going to be some long-winded work around justification similar to how it works when you want to text your ex or when you do text your ex. It's like this craving and you have all these justifications for it. But what's there isn't I'm lonely and I can't be happy by myself, so I must text them. Or maybe you're super self-aware and that is what's there. But usually it's an underlying driving factor that takes a second to see. So really look for yourself. Why do you want to date? Left that silence in there to take a sip of water so that question could really land for you. Because you need to be able to be happy on your own and have someone be an addition to your life, not to make you whole and complete You're already whole and complete. And women especially, we're very much told by society that men complete us 
for me at least, I know that it's part of my wiring and I'm constantly having to undo it and reaffirm that it's okay to only accept the energy and behavior that I want when I know I'm ready for it. There's no rush because I'm already enough on my own. And as long as you are uncomfortable being alone, as long as you view it as a burden rather than a blessing or just neutral as exactly what it is, alone with no meaning or connotations, then you won't know if you're choosing someone out of love or loneliness. As long as you are not comfortable being alone, the likelihood you will hold on to inappropriate behavior is higher. Right now, I'm dating to find an addition to my life. So for the most part, it's no sweat to let the people go who aren't aligned with me because I know I'm whole and complete on my own. I'm already a hundred and what I'm looking for is someone to be at 200 with rather than 50-50. So that's not to say I'm perfect either, by no means. I've recently had someone who was a little harder to let go of because I lost sight of who I was in the whole thing. It's also just a muscle practice, right? It's really easy to sit there and say, I'm going on a diet, no more sugar. But when that cupcake is sitting there in front of you, that's the actual test of your willpower. It takes actually getting out there on the court to learn how to practice your new distinctions in real time. And I got out there and I got lost in it for a bit and I forgot the distinction, but I brought myself right back to it. I slipped, but I did not have to slide. That's right, pumpkin. So if your intentions are at all about filling the void of your ex, feeling like you need someone to make you happy, afraid of being alone, do not proceed because chances of repeating your patterns are much higher. Heal your attachment wounds. Allow yourself to fully grieve your ex. Double down in the discomfort you feel with your loneliness until you're actually comfortable in it. Then after looking at your intentions, the most important thing to do is to look at if you can handle getting hurt. Like I was talking about at the top of the episode, relationships don't last forever. And and moreover, you may meet someone and think they're one way, but then they turn out to be another. And it's likely you're going to feel disappointment and have to turn over a lot of rocks before you find what you're looking for. Unless you're like my friend who went on one Tinder date after his breakup and now they're already in love, but he got lucky. You and I might not be as lucky. So are you able to handle the disappointment of not finding what you want right away? Are you willing to take the risks and not necessarily get the reward? Is getting hurt again going to send you spiraling? but I don't want that to scare you. I don't want that to turn you off because dating can be fun. If you look at it like you're just going out to meet someone new, have a new experience and learn a little bit more about yourself while enjoying the date as exactly what it is, not getting ahead of yourself, it can be a lot of fun. And like I said, it's probably gonna take some time to find what you're looking for, but you can let yourself have fun with it in the meantime. And I don't want you to think that you can't handle the disappointment. Like you're not strong enough for that. I know you're strong enough for that. But if you genuinely believe that getting hurt again is something you absolutely can't handle, that it will send you spiraling and into a depression, maybe it's best to wait a little bit. Because the fact of the matter is, we're pretty much all ready to meet the person of our dreams at any time. But are we ready to not meet them? Mic drop. But I'm not going to drop this because I don't want to break it. (laughs) So if you're looking at your intentions and you can handle the potential disappointment in getting hurt. And now you want to know how to date and stay true to yourself. Number one, make a non-negotiable list. Write down on paper everything that didn't work for you in your last relationship, the things that you put up with that you're now going, God, how did I ever tolerate that? Write down everything that did work that you know you'll want in your next relationship. Write out the things you didn't have, but you know you wanted. This list is going to be the non-negotiable checklist of what you are absolutely not willing to settle for any less of, and you're going to stick to it. 
And it's also important to factor in what gets you attached, like sex and intimacy. Sex gets me way too attached, even if objectively I don't like the person or I know it's not going to work for me. And being a hopeless romantic with a high libido is a dangerous combination. So I have to set my own firm boundaries when I'm dating. Keeping physical intimacy out of the question for at least three dates helps me see the person much clearer and if we actually align on an emotional level. Or sometimes they don't want to wait that long and they take themselves out of the running, which, thanks for that, saved me a lot of stress. And what I've noticed too, when I cross this boundary, which I have done, and I'm intimate too soon... I get so attached, it actually drives me insane. Even if I see on a logical level that it's not gonna work, I can't let it go because the intimacy is already there. But when I've waited at least three dates, been intimate, had three or four more dates after that and continued to be intimate and then started to see it wasn't gonna work, it was much easier to let it go than with someone I was intimate with right away. I don't know what it is. If you study neuroscience and you know what that is, let me know. I would love to know what the hell is going on up here about that but this is one of my firm non-negotiables. Hasn't been so firm in the past, but we fall, we learn, we grow. (laughs) Okay, and now you have this list of non-negotiables, the list of possibilities for yourself and your future partner, and you need to hold this list higher than your feelings. None of that, oh, but he's so tall and he's so cute and he makes me feel so good about myself, but he's just a little misogynistic and that's on my non-negotiables list, but it just, he feels so good. No, Absolutely not. This is actually coaching I recently got from my coach. Kind of had to smack me right in the face with it. But feelings are fleeting. Marriage isn't about being in love forever. The love isn't always going to be there. You're going to fight. You're not always going to like each other. But what's always there is the promise between two people saying they will be there for better or for worse. What's actually real, what's actually unfleeting is their word, their promise to be in that relationship. Like I said, even when they're mad, even when it's not easy, even when the love's not there. I said this last week, the average person has 400 emotional experiences per day. Emotions are fleeting. So you're going to go all the way with this guy because he's tall and handsome and has you feel a certain way. And you're going to marry him and he's going to age. and He's going to lose his youthful looks. You're going to lose this strong, intense honeymoon feeling and you're just going to be left with a misogynist. You need to honor your word to yourself, babe, your commitment to yourself of what you want higher than your feelings. Your feelings are not reliable consultants. I wake up every day feeling like I don't want to get out of bed, and if I honored that over my word to my daily commitments, I'd be broke and pretty fucking unhealthy. This list of non-negotiables is going to save you from the flaky nature of your feelings, okay? Okay. That's about all we have time for today, folks. If you got something from this episode, please leave a review, share with a friend. It like seriously helps me out a lot. And don't forget to get your ticket for the Valentine's Day self-love experience. Go ahead, get them in the footnotes of this episode. And while you're at it, submit your questions for Ask Ev. If you're listening on Spotify, type it in the little box under this episode or click my email, tagged in the footnotes, send it directly to me. I love you guys. You all are amazing. I'm so proud of you guys for like actually wanting to like, improve yourselves and and taking it upon yourselves. Like, what do I got to do to heal? What do I got to do to be the best version of myself for my next relationship? It's beautiful. It's amazing. Everyone should be like that. I love y'all. Have an amazing week. And until next Sunday, back to you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. It seriously helps me out so much. Now, until next Sunday, back to you.